Welcome to the Ad Skills Podcast. On our podcast, we only interview paid traffic experts who are producing consistent, sustainable results for clients across multiple verticals and a bunch of different offers. Our goal is for you to learn their keys to success and connect with people who can help you produce results for your business. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if we can do it, if you can't do it too. Today's guest is Jason Stogstill, who's an absolute Google Display Network monster. Jason's been a part of the Ad Skills family for about three years. And in this episode, I'm excited for you to learn how he got into media buying, the types of results he's producing for clients across the Google Display Network, and how you can connect with him so he can drive results for you too. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the good stuff. Hey, Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Really excited to have you here. Um, I know that you've been crushing it on Google Display Network for a long time with your clients, really basically helping them diversify, getting off just having Facebook as a one-legged stool, and really demystifying kind of the black box of Google Display Network that no one thinks works. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of help our, all our listeners understand what it is that you do and the types of results you've been able to help people generate. But before we get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about the path that got you here. Can you just tell us a little bit about where you were before media buying and really what got you into it? Sure. So if we go way back um, to what even got me into marketing, um, you know, I started off, um, wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, so I was deep into video, video uh, production. And, you know, I thought, well, I have to make money with this. So that got me into marketing, doing, you know, commercials and stuff for people. So I started working um, in commercial advertising years ago. And then it kind of brought me into like the general marketing world where I started trying to do everything for clients. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a marketing agency, so I'll do a website for you, do branding and all this different stuff. Um, And then, you know, over time, I think I just got more interested in media buying because I felt like that's, you know, where the day-to-day action was. I kind of like to see those measurable results coming in every day and, and pull those levers. Um, And, you know, over the last several years, I've just narrowed down into media buying and, you know, stopped doing stuff with building funnels and stuff like that after kind of realizing that, um, you know, when you start working with some bigger companies, you see that you don't have one person wearing all hats. It's like you really need specialized people. So that's kind of how I went down that rabbit hole. That's awesome. So I know Google Display Network's kind of your network that you're your focus. Well, you also run traffic on other networks, right? Yeah, I've ran about every source of traffic. I've ran email traffic. I've ran native. I've ran Facebook. I've ran networks that people have never heard of. Um, you know, I could probably even name some that you'd never heard of. Uh, you know, you probably know them by now. But yeah, like, I think you go through this phase where you know you just want to try everything because you don't really know until you try. And then I think you you know a media buyer will sort of gravitate to what they like. Um, yeah. And there's like different factors at play. Um, but uh, I, I started just gravitating toward display network for, you know, various reasons. Yeah. Can you just share a little bit? Like, I wanted to get into your results here in a second, but what is it about the display network? Is it the fact that no one else is really operating there? What's kind of the things that allow you to say, hey, this is really the opportunity that I can help other people with? Yeah, so I really had to think about this a lot. Um, so one thing is the size. You know, when you think about the scale, I like to work with clients where, you know, they, they have a broad market offer so can can scale fairly large. So, you know, Display Network has millions of placements. You're on the open web. Um, but also the the controllability. Um, you know, I've ran a lot of native, and when you when you run native, you feel like, you know, 
it's more rudimentary. Like you don't have a lot of dials and levers to hit. And um, an Agora media buyer once told me that, you know, if you can run GDN, you can run anything because all the controls are le- and levers are like a 747 jet. You know, you're, you're controlling, you know, the demographics and, um, you know, down to precise placement. So it's nice to have a lot of control and that the fact that they really, um, you know, they have a lot of logged in users. So they collect a, a lot of data on people. So it's wanting to go large, but having the ability to dial things in and control it very precisely. And, you know, as their algos are getting better, kind of having the advantage of, of that as well. So I thought, um, you know, when I was running a lot of different native networks, I was on calls a lot with reps and it got overwhelming. So I thought, all right, I could just get really far just by focusing, you know, 90% of my efforts on display and kind of shut a lot of other opportunities out, even though they seem like, you know, like, mm, I'm, I'm interested in that, but let me just, I could just stay in display for a long time and probably push those results pretty far. Awesome. So one thing you said there that I want to kind of pull out is the types of clients or offers that you work with are mass market, right? Business to consumer, big, big opportunities. That's typically the best clients that you're looking for. Exactly. And the way I look at it very simply, you know, is like consumer versus niche is I say, you know, if I looked out in my neighborhood, like would Sally, John and Joe, like, would this be something they would buy? Like the general kind of consumer and not like something so micro niche that, uh, something Justin Brooks said way back that kind of stuck with me. He said that he likes to have a long runway on campaigns because you put in all this work and then you can hit a point where you've tapped the whole market out. Um, but you put in the same amount of work and then, you know, um, you'd like to think that you could just keep scaling it and keep getting it bigger because campaigns are, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into them. So I kind of like to think I'm not contained by like, I've just burned through the whole market, you know, Absolutely. No, that's awesome. So thank you very much for explaining that. I love hearing how people kind of got from where they started all the way into the media buying niche that they're in now. So um, before we get to your results, because I really want to dive in there and allow people to understand, just as a selfish you know, perspective, how has ad skills helped you get to this point? Like what has been valuable for you? What are the things that you really have appreciated and felt are really important to your development? Well, I think I could gush here a bit and say that, you know, ad skills has completely put me on the map, really. Like, I felt like before I was just kind of floundering, like, I just, you know, didn't really know how to um, get big clients. So, like, you know, all the clients I'm working with now, I can trace that back to ad skills. A lot of got through there directly. Um, I did the certification. So, you know, just the frameworks and everything that I do are, you know, A to Z ad skills. Um, and then, you know, besides like, you know, the connections and getting the clients, like once you get large clients, then you feel like there's more at stake. And then if I only had to look uh, to myself and maybe a couple other people for the answers, like, I don't think I would have the confidence to do it. And I'll give you like, just like a real example, um, you know, just the other day with you in pro league, you know, I'd spent about $300 on a campaign and the results were terrible and I was modeling it after you know, another campaign and everything made logical sense. I'm like, I'm doing everything the same and I'm even have some insight, but you gave me a tip that basically it turned that whole thing around and it was a very subtle thing. It was so nuanced that, you know, it it was the difference of like, you know, having to say, all right, that's it. And then, you know, continuing to go. So I think in media buying, you run into those things like every other day. So, um, if you took ad scales away from me now, um, 
I don't know what I would do. Like I would, I would be hurting. And, and it's not just you answering questions. It's other people with, you know, in-depth expertise. And I think it's like for all of us, when you get stuck on something, um, that's where you go to get unstuck. And I, I tell my clients too, I'm like, I'm going to ask John Belcher this. If it's like an attribution question, I'm like, he's an expert. So um, like, if you ever watched that show Pawn Stars where they say, I'm, he says, I'm going to call on my, my friend who's an expert. Absolutely. You know? So that, that's, that's what you do in ad skills too. So, and it, and it really just keeps getting better. So um, yeah, I, I could keep going on, but maybe that's. Uh... <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you very much. And for those uh, listeners who don't understand, Pro League is actually a Slack channel that we have. It's a part of ad skills that we found the courses are huge to get people started and headed down the right path. But that ongoing support is really the piece that's super important. So we've got about 800 paid traffic professionals in there. And I'm always trying to find the cream of the crop that we can continue to add to say, hey, can you come add value? Can you talk about conversion rate optimization or Google Display Network or algorithms or Google AI? All of those different things across all these different traffic channels. That's really our support piece is our Slack channel to make sure that people who've you know, kind of tapped out on course information, now it's all about the nitty gritty. That's really what makes the difference. So thanks so much, Jason, for sharing that. I appreciate it. Now, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get into the stuff that people are really excited to hear about. So you've done some really cool stuff. I'm just going to tease this here for a second. Um, the biggest thing I think that's really impressive to me with what you've done is you've helped clients that have always been on that one-legged stool with Facebook who have tried YouTube, have tried GDN, and ended up losing a lot of money. That's the number one thing we hear is like, we know there's a lot of volume there that we just end up losing money. And that's something you've helped clients in this B2C big market space finally start to leverage Google Display Network in a very effective way. And I think the words they use most are it's consistent. So they're producing day after day at the same volume. Also, your CPAs are almost exactly the same. So can you kind of talk about that level of consistency, how you get people from zero to however many thousand dollars a day, and then also the paper conversions where they're paying the same CPA for everything? so they can really optimize their funnels. Sure, yeah, and I, I can give you an example of a, a client in the health niche. I won't like get into the specifics of their offer or anything, but they were on Facebook, and I think they had spent um, maybe uh, $400,000 or so, and were doing really well and enjoying the benefits of you know that Facebook algo just helping them sell their, their uh, product. And then you know, they, got, they got banned uh, for whatever numerous reasons people can get thrown off of Facebook and then, you know, traffic basically stopped. So that business, um, was on hold. Like there was just no traffic coming to it. So, um, you know, they I, found me just interrupt for a second. I think the piece that's important right now is how many people are struggling with this on Facebook right now. We talked about this in pro league yesterday with our costs rising, the algorithm changes, bands going down. A lot of people are on this one legged stool, right? a very big problem for a lot of people and I think that's kind of where what you do really subs in very nicely yeah yeah and I've met a lot of people like this where their business just kind of comes to a halt you know because I mean there's there's just no more traffic and, and these guys were very sophisticated um, direct response marketers who I, I learn a lot from as well but really the the reason they wanted to work with me like they work with clients as well and this is sort of like a business they're building on the side as you know, they split test heavily, but you can't do that if there's no traffic. So they wanted uh, not just some uh, waves of affiliate traffic because you can't really split test um, very well with that. You have to have consistent traffic. And yet like their CPA was pretty strict because you know, they're self funding this business. 
So like what you mentioned about the, the consistent CPA and paper conversions, I think it was like late last year that Google introduced uh, paper conversion bidding. Um, so you can, um, like in this case, it's a $50 CPA we pay, which, you know, they figured in like at $50, they're pretty much where they want to be at break even. If they go beyond that, you know, they're losing money and it would, uh, a high volume of sales at that level would deplete their bank account as well. So they need to stay pretty strict on their CPA. They, they allowed some testing at first, but Google will um, allow you to choose a CPA. And, and if, it's, if they think it's adequate, I guess, um, you have to test different ones, but they will start sending large waves of traffic to it. I've seen up to 100,000 clicks a day. So like if it didn't convert, you haven't paid for any of that traffic, which like when you're talking about the size of Google Display and um, how you can lose money, like I call it, you know, just digging a deep hole. Like let's say you're trying to dig down for some treasure and you just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper and you don't exactly know how, uh, where's the bottom? Uh, yeah, where the bottom is. Right. So I, I heard, um, I believe Katie Vogel at, um, Agora say that, um, you know, it's very expensive to test display because it is so vast and, you know, you're trying to find those winners, but you got to spend a lot of money to get there. So what, I see that Google has done with paper conversions is they allowing you to do all this testing really on their dime because they're sending the impressions at their risk. So like this client, we started in October um, and they're still going uh, to this day, getting that exact CPA that they want. So, uh, and it's just going very consistently. The sales are, you know, about the same every day. So um, it's like peace of mind for them. Um, and I know like as media buyers, like you can have days where you're crushing it, you know, even, even on display, like if you're going manual bidding and then days where you're like, Oh man, was there something wrong? And you know, your, your blood pressure is up and down, but you know, theirs is just consistent and Google is kind of like taking that risk. So I think it's a, a huge opportunity. And I, I think it's just where they are, um, overhauling their platform, uh, to probably, you know, make it more algo driven. Um, so people can take advantage of this, um, a little more, a little more easily and like with less risk and just encouraging more people to get involved. It's kind of the benefit that I see of, of paper conversion bidding. Totally. So let me just take a step back there and explain for people that aren't familiar with Google display network. So what you just said is at this point, paper conversion allows Google to foot the bill on all of the clicks. So you're not paying for clicks. You're only paying when you make a conversion. They're sending waves of traffic from desktop, from tablet, from mobile, from apps, from websites, from absolutely everywhere. And they're trying to figure out what converts. So if you have an offer that's working, now they're saying we only get paid when we generate sales. So the testing is essentially is free. That's huge. The next piece was you talked about that consistency. Once the algorithm starts to get, we call it a sniff of the gold. Once it's on the gold trail, now it's just going to keep going deeper and deeper and finding more customers, which is massive. You're getting a consistent traffic volume so you can do your split testing. The last okay. thing I wanted to mention is or ask you this question. I have a YouTube campaign that's been running for three years that I've never changed the ad. I'm, I imagine on GDN that you're rotating some stuff occasionally, but how have you seen the difference in creative iteration of how much you have to actually play with it versus Facebook where you're playing with it all the time? What does that look like for you? So... Um, you made me just circle back to another thought of like, why did I want to get into Google display too? And that's another reason is just the, 
uh, being able to cycle through so much creative, like, Oh, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a $20 CPA. And then a week later, it's like the creatives burn out. And then you're, you know, some agencies I think are set up to deal with that. That was something I uh, consciously was like, I don't want to have to deal with that right now. But yeah, I've had campaigns, you know, running for months with pretty much the same creative. But another thing we can sprinkle in there is um, they're really pushing their responsive ads now where you'll add in 15 images. You can add in five videos, um, five headlines, five long headlines. And Google's basically, you know, split testing all of those. So let's say that runs for like a month. It will tell you if something's performing the best, good or low. So what you can do, um, you know, to keep optimizing is you can go replace those low performers. Like let's say you've got two two images that like one is good and one is best. So that becomes your control. So all the others are basically junk. You can go in and replace those. But I think maybe what you're driving at too is that it's the size of the network and so many placements that, you know, like when you go do research on AdBeat to search competitors, you'll see people running the same placement, the same ad and it, for like four years and it's still running today. So that's part of the research I'll do too for um, clients as I'll go, all right, I'm going to make a list of every placement and all the creative that has ran for like a year or longer and is still running today. So, you know, you could look at something that ran for like two weeks and they stopped it. So that tells you it's not working, but something that's been running for like four years you know, I wish there was a way to do that on YouTube, but like you said, your ad's been running, but maybe, maybe I don't even realize how vast, you know, um, YouTube and display are like, but, uh, it's, they are. Yeah. It's amazing. The amount of inventory. So Google display network covers, it kind of makes Facebook look like a kiddie pool. It's like 60% bigger than Facebook's reach. Um, on top of that, now you're talking about YouTube, which I know you're starting to get into. And once you figure out the targeting on GDN, it's pretty much the same thing on YouTube. Now you're just using a video creative versus an image creative. And that's where stuff gets really exciting. And I think the piece that's so important for people that are interested in working on GDN to understand is once again, the amount of labor, once you get something up and running is so much lower. Actually, my first ever performance GDN campaign was using the Browning banana ad. It says like five foods men should never eat. And that oh, wow. ad has been used by companies all across the weight loss space I'm pretty sure they said the last estimate that ads had like $500 million in ad spend on it. And it's across all these different ads, all these different companies. But that's a, that goes to show is like you don't have to change the creative all the time, which is something that if you've been doing that on Facebook, it's nice when you go through, you figure out the parameters. Now you start to have something that once again, level of consistency, predictability, it's not this always having to turn stuff over. I think that's the piece of what you can add people is both diversity and consistency of traffic. I think that's a massive selling point. Yeah. So like as media buyers, I, I, I think it's at least to fit my personality, you need to eliminate things that are lo- likely to drive you crazy, which is I, I see like constantly refreshing creative. Like after you've figured out a great piece of creative to constantly have to change it. Like I, honestly, I just don't like that. And, um, you know, to address something else you said, um, Oh, about the, the targeting on GDN and YouTube. I, I was very analytical about getting into this. Like I thought, well, um, dive into GDN because I'm also interested in YouTube. And I looked at it the same way because all the targeting's the same. And the only difference is the placements, a website placement versus a video placement. Whereas like Facebook, 
it's all together in one feed. Um, and you know, people don't usually don't just say, I only do Facebook video or I only do Facebook images. You do Facebook. So like Google, they just split them out, but I look at it as the same. It's just a piece of video creative. So for someone that's like, interested about YouTube, like you have to consider that you need to be making video creative. So if you're not quite there to say, all right, I'm not really ready to start helping clients like produce all this creative or, you know, the clients I'm likely to get, you know, that's a, that's a problem for them. Do GDN, understand the audiences and the targeting, and then, you know, um, kind of just inspect YouTube. Like I'm doing now, I'm running a few YouTube campaigns for clients that have supplied me with a creative but it's all the same targeting though. So um, you can see like when I ran, um, we just started these YouTube campaigns that are going really well, but some keywords worked on YouTube and I thought, aha, I need to go put those back in my display campaign because it's the same people, you know? Um, Absolutely, I love it. And I think so that's really important for people to know, GDN's where you typically start because it's the lowest production after a bunch of video assets, but you also have the ability to scale into YouTube. The other thing I want to point out for people is if they're already having success on Facebook and they're using Google Analytics and they have their advertising features returned on, that's basically helping you have a huge head start in your progression, right? Because you understand the audiences that are buying. Now you can really kind of jump the, the learning curve on what you're doing. I just want to make sure, is that something that you've been utilizing a lot? Yes, I have. And um, maybe this is a tip for people that are running Facebook. Not everyone has their UTMs installed. So they could be collect, they could be running uh, a ton of Facebook. Like I've seen people running millions in Facebook that weren't collecting that advertising data uh, and that advertising data when you flip that feature on. So let's say someone's running their Facebook ads, they need to be doing UTMs and they need to have their advertising data turned on in Google because you're just, you're collecting all the info that's telling you exactly who to target. So you could not be running um, Google at all, but just, you know, be running Facebook, but you're collecting all the data that will tell you how to run your Google ads as well. Totally. And if you have any questions, dynamic parameters with Facebook make it so easy. You can just pull in the campaign name, the ad group name, and the ad name. It's a very easy fix. We've got a YouTube tutorial on that. So anyway, Jason, this is super helpful of helping people understand the value of the Google Display Network, what it is that you do. So thanks so much for the time today. Um, last question before we go. How can people get in touch with you? What's the easiest way that you like to operate? Sure. The easiest way, and it's just been very common that people will hit me up on Facebook Messenger. Um, and, you know, if you're a marketer, business owner, fellow media buyer, I've got plenty of room for more friends. Uh, I think I have maybe 1,500 now, but I try to, I try to you know, just network with other marketers. So uh, friend me on Facebook, message me there. Um, you know, otherwise, uh, email is fine, too. Okay, great. So I'll have a link to your Facebook profile and your email down below so people can get in touch with you. And once again, your client base is typically B2C offers. Any particular verticals that you really specialize in? Um, I have done a lot of finance offers. So like um, the Agora type offers where, um, you know, it can be stock investing, stuff like that. Um, that's, that's a niche I'm focusing on a lot. And I've uh, ended up doing a lot in health as well. But I do stuff in just various you know, like uh, info products, um, B2C info products. So my, my container now is just B2C, um, like consumer products, but I have done a lot in finance and health though. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the time today. Appreciate it. We'll have people reach out to you using those links below. Uh, hope everyone has a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Jason. 
All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man. If you found this tutorial helpful, make sure you click on the subscribe button on the screen right now. Also, if you'd like to join the Daily Edge and get the daily dose of what's working in paid traffic and tracking, you can text Daily Edge to 44222.